Howdy doody, everyone. Welcome back to another Homebrewed Podcast episode. It's just Cam doing this intro because after we've recorded this episode, here's a little insight uh, for all the listeners out there. We normally record the podcast, we do the interview, we get the ID from the artist, and then we normally record the podcast intro immediately after, so it's fresh in our minds. Uh, We've got to do that uh, for this interview with Ruben. So uh, it's just me doing it because Amy, He's off at work all day today. I've got the day off. And actually, as a matter of fact, this is actually going to be a little bit late. Uh, So I do apologize. It's normally up 9 p.m. on a Monday night. This one going up on the Tuesday. Uh, But yeah, we spoke to Ruben Stiles, who is one half from Peking Duck, uh, to talk about his side project, Yoga, um, or Y-O-G-A, or Your Only Great Always, which is the full name for the project. Um, A a really cool chat with Ruben. He's such a great guy. Uh, We went into a bit of detail with the lack of arts funding that Eamon and I have been honing on about for the show uh, for some time now. Um, and, you know, we also talk about Peking Duck a bit. We talk about this new side project, the way he makes music, Triple J, Hottest 100 Countdown, all that sort of stuff. So it's a really fun chat. Ruben's such a great guy. Um, so if you enjoy Peking Duck, if you enjoy just good conversations, uh, Ruben is certainly up for that. We could have spoken for three hours. I'm not even joking, but we were limited to about half an hour because he had to go and record some more music. Uh, he had to drop some vocal tracks he told us immediately after this interview. So enjoy our chat with Ruben Stiles about his new project, Yoga. Thanks for having me on. How are we doing? Very good. We're delighted you've agreed to come on. Now, firstly, I fear we may have been butchering the pronunciation of this new project. We've been tossing up between yoga, Y-O-G-A, and of course, your only great always, which is the full one. Uh, What would you like us to settle on? Honestly, it is all three of the above. So whatever feels most natural, I'd say yoga has the least syllables. So it seems to, uh, everyone gravitates towards that. But your only great always was going to be the full name for the project, but it sounded like a lot of words. But then I was like, you know what? Cigarettes after sex is heaps of words. So you're only great always. That's like fine, right? Either way. That's yeah, a good uh, message. I, yeah. Anyway, yoga was a bit easier. So uh, I guess it's always going to be you're only great always. But abbreviated to yoga, it's not bad. Plus yoga is already a word. So it has that going for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a word we all know. It's easy. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird stretching sport that no one really understands. <laughs> a weird stretching sport. That's awesome. It's fun. You can have the best of both worlds though because we love long like band names like Cousin Tony's Brand New Firebird, Rolling Back. Like it's it's fun. So like we might just gravitate to the only great always side of it just because it suits us. I think there's nothing wrong with that at all. Hell yeah. Good on you. But th- this project, um, you know, it, it's it's an awesome name, but it's also a very personal body of work for you. Um, it, you know, it's it's kind of about inspiration, but it also has this very particular uh, mental health focus. And, and we also read that the movie Coco has actually inspired part of the project itself. So could you tell us a little bit about that? You're not wrong. Um, yeah, look, the, the project itself, uh, it all started um, – I guess roughly a couple of years ago and I, I started thinking like I wanted to do more than just release tunes with the project and at the age of 17 I lost one of my best mates to depression and 
I guess since then I've just always wanted to, uh, you know, support any of the uh, charities like Beyond Blue, Black Dog Institute, and any anything like that. Lifeline, uh, where I, I I've never known what else you can do. And I guess um, one thing I noticed is a real problem in Australia in particular is we're really bad at talking and we're really bad at opening up. And it is you know intergenerational this thing that's come down, which is you know drink a cup of concrete and harden the F up. And that's something which I, you know, I, it's, it's fine. And we're, our, we're very lucky. Our grandparents did so well with that mentality. Um, but I, nowadays, you know, we know so much more and that mentality really doesn't help anything and sometimes can make things worse. One of my mates was on a work site recently when he was uh, a little bit down and, and yeah, one of, one of his workmates was like, mate what's wrong with you put a smile on your dial and he was like oh man like you just don't get it and they're like you know there's starving children in africa and i was like oh my god that's like i don't know it's just it just shows how you know people just really are still very insensitive to it even to this day and um i guess uh depression and and you know those types of illnesses were things i've just always cared about and i guess you're only great always i, th I thought it could also not just be a place and a platform to release music, but also a platform to, you know, share stories about, you know, mental health and start, you know, making it a bit less weird, at least for my friends. And uh, so it, it started off with just a bunch of mates from um, Canberra sharing stories on the uh, You're Only Great Always Instagram. And, um, and then it turned into a few other musicians started sharing stories. And now I've been getting, you know, people reaching out from left, right and center, random people just saying, Hey, I've, I've got a story. Can I share it on the, you're only great always Instagram. And I'll be like, cool, let's, let's, let's do it. Like that's what it's all about is, you know, it reaching outside of those inner circles and making other people feel comfortable with talking about things that are going on. And so I guess uh, that's essentially what I wanted to do with the project is, you know, release bangers, have a fun time, and talk about the you know important things as well. It's it's like a, a fantastic approach, and the project is really cool. I mean, the music um, has this like almost every song has this kind of energy to it. It's uplifting. It's it's like cathartic in a sense, um, and, and you can definitely feel what you're trying to achieve in it. Uh, you mentioned that the project was kind of you know designed to to have that help like or offer that help and have that kind of place for people um, and, and create a space to talk about these kind of things. What about you personally? Has producing this kind of music helped you express, you know, your own kind of issues or demons or, or confront things, you know, however small they may be? A hundred percent. It's uh, It's been great learning how to not just uh, work on, on things which, you know, are, like with Peking Duck, for example, we've been working on Peking Duck for the last 11, 12 years or so. And to be releasing music with another project, it's just a whole nother outlet, which is music based, which means I can go in and not feel like, hey, I need to uh, deliver or I, I need results from this. This is like an entirely new thing, which, you know, I, whether I, I'm not really fast, it's not like it's paying my mortgage. It's like I can just go in and have fun and just be silly and let loose musically and not you know, not stick to any, not have any boundaries. Not that Peking Duck is confined by many boundaries, but 
you know, with this new project, there's literally no boundaries musically. So I can get weird and wacky and release as many songs as I want. And, you know, I think um, by the end of this year, Yoga will probably have released twice as many songs as Peking Duck has throughout the last 12 years. And I think that's like a, a really fun thing, like just having freedom to release, you know, tons of tunes and have fun making tons of tunes and not, not feel like, oh, is this got the right feature or anything like that? You know, it's just, uh, it's great. And I did actually personally get a little bit re results driven. Um, a few years ago when I'd go to the studio, I'd be like, all right, I think I need to uh, get in the studio and make a banger. And it's got to sound good in the car. It's got to sound good if it were played on, you know, radio. It's got to sound good here, there, and everywhere. And um, just like started focusing on, you know, after you know we had a, quite a good run, uh, and it's the run's still going. Where every song Ducks put out has gone, you know, at least gold or platinum. And so you kind of you get that fear of like ending the hot streak and or something like that. And so you start thinking, am I going to deliver? Am I, and you overthink yourself. And I think uh, there was a point where Adam and I both started making, you know, music for our own side projects where we just thought, you know what stuff, it doesn't matter. Like if we rock up to the studio and don't make a banger, who cares? And this was like in 2018 or so. And we're like, as soon as that happened, like, both of our mental health for sure like and especially mine like just changed so so significantly it's like rocking up going with the mindset of hey i'm just going fishing and if i catch a fish it doesn't matter but if i do catch a fish yeah cool whatever <laughs> we'll eat fish for dinner like it's not it's not like the be all and end all that session there'll be plenty more opportunities and then yeah i just started having fun again and i fell in love with making tunes again and now I think I enjoy making songs even more so than, you know, when I was 19 or 20 when we first started making duck tunes. And I guess like being that results driven that you said, that probably comes as well from once you get your first, you know, this was number one on the RE charts. This was number one on the Hottest 100 countdown. Like you'd always be striving for that again. And that's just not achievable. Like you, you look at the amount of artists in history who have either topped charts, you know, whatever it is. It's just not achievable to keep getting number one hits everywhere you go. It's just not going to happen. Um, so st stepping away from that, as you said, it improved your mental health. And then also this this new side project as part of yoga, the difference in sounds and does that come from just a different approach to making music? Does it come to the contents of the music or is it just something you wanted to try something different? Yeah, honestly, the approach straight off the rip was very different to the uh, what had become a formulaic approach for duck songs where, you know, we'd straight away, you know, if Adam and I were both in on the session, uh, you know, I'd work on chords while he'd work on drums. We'd get a tempo, agree on it, then flesh out some melody ideas over that while he'd fine tune something. And it's like that process, which, and then we'd finally get a demo. Um, that process really didn't, change uh for a number of years and it was great because the, the process worked and it would end up working quite efficiently as well and we'd be able to make songs quite quickly but when uh when starting ideas for the side project I, it was just such a different rabbit hole i ended up on and now there's 
and and it's great because it really like it opened the doors for duck sessions as well and now that i don't feel like there are rules uh you know because once you once you hit a recipe and the recipe works and the whatever and the restaurant is doing well <laughs> you don't want to change the recipe too hard otherwise uh you know that kitchen it'll be it'll be kaput and um now it's like it's good to know that we can we can do whatever we want and and now we are doing that and already like from the few sessions we got to have when uh, Adam was in town it was like he f had a different approach to things I had a different approach and it was really new and exciting and interesting again and you know we got to make a bunch of songs which I think are infinitely better than a bunch of the stuff you know we we had sort of even lined up ready to go like about a year ago we're like all these new ones which we'd only had like a few opportunities to have like they sound way better in my opinion so yeah it's it's great the the being able to put these new tactics into or whatever you would call it these uh these new ways about making the songs being able to explore it and incorporate it into uh into the old work as well it's great that's it's really cool that like, that it's inspired you and kind of influenced you know what Peking Duck are going to go ahead and make and I'm sure any Peking Duck fan listening out there will be super psyched to to hear that um, the the musical approach that you bring in yoga um, you know obviously different to Peking Duck it's more instrument driven there's like elements in there I might be like misidentifying this but like kind of psychedelic almost elements in there that I really really liked there is that something totally. that you've always kind of had uh you know like up your sleeve and you've always kind of liked to play that music produce that music outside of peking duck or is this kind of like a recent um development for you as a musician well that's a good question i've been in love with uh you know psychedelic music forever and you know always loved psychedelic anything to be honest whether it comes in the form of a porcini or whatever it might be and uh, I think honestly, it's a, it's just something which I gravitated towards naturally. I couldn't help it. And uh, I think, yeah, just loving all the psych music coming out of Australia as well. It's like, just feeling like, oh, I kind of want to be, I want to be on that. I want to be doing music that I really love listening to music that you can perhaps, you know, party to listen to softly, listen to in the morning, listen to late at night on a damn adventure through the forest <laughs> like i wanted to i wanted to just have no rules and freedom of absolute freedom of expression and i think uh yeah totally i mean psychedelic influence is uh is definitely there i mean the beatles is as especially like i love the beatles and i still listen to them they're the one thing like you can't ever get sick of so i guess um yeah there's there's a lot of influence like gorillas as well and stuff like that where it's like things with like a little tinge of psychedelic in it just makes it all the all the more interesting and like times when like especially music where you can listen time and time again and still notice things that you never noticed those first 50 times like that's that's the fun stuff you mentioned the beatles there actually the track that was released on friday see it in your eyes which you're going to play on it a bit i did get a like a modern age beatles vibe to that song like was that something you were going for or was that just part of the inspiration that just sort of flowed out as you were creating it <laughs> there was one moment when tracking the vocals where i, I started going this is ridiculous i'm trying to sound <laughs> way too beatlesy and i had to 
I had to rein it in and I had to go, wait, let's restart. Cause I listened back and I'm like, this is like a piss take. I've really just gone <laughs> as far Beatles as I could. So I had to, I had to zoom out and recut it with a, you know, back to my normal character. But yeah, I think uh, I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> you would have noticed way more had I have not sort of redone it. Yeah, I can only imagine how <laughs> over the top it was there based on your description there. But um, as part of this project and Peking Duck as well, you've been fortunate to work with so many people. You've collaborated with a lot of artists. Who ranks in, say, the top three? Uh, even if it's just on experience alone. Experience. Like, so even songs that we haven't released. Well, um, this could be a even better. Like, well, not so, songs that, like, we won't release, for example. Like, we oh, did a okay. song with Bipolar Sunshine, <laughs> and Bipolar Sunshine is just, like, one of those people who, the second his mouth opens, you're just like, who the hell is this? That's just <laughs> insane. Like, the most beautiful voice in person I've ever heard. Um, okay, so he's definitely in the top three. Um, another would have to be Daniel Johns. There is a, There ain't many people who work like him and the way he just formulate like he just the melodies and the words and his eye his mind is just so crazy and just clever and instinctive and like I, I often think like maybe it's just he, he doesn't have to think like beautiful melodies and beautiful words just are just so deeply ingrained in him that when you just play an instrumental for a second. He's just like, bam, like it's, it's so crazy. Just, I've, I've never seen anything like that. So he's, he's the most clever and it might even be accidentally. He's like accidentally the, the genius. Um, yeah. Big fan of DJ and whew, number three. Ay, ay, ay. It's like your MySpace <laughs> top friends, you know, there's a lot riding on it. <laughs> uh, I think Aluna. Aluna was the coolest person ever. And like when we went to uh, play in London, like she sings on Fake Magic. And um, when we went to London to play at Electric Brixton, I think, I can't remember. Um, she came down to soundcheck and she brought her little niece and like just straight away felt a really good family vibe with her and just she just is like super raw and honest and one of the coolest people. Um, uh, now that I've said that, I feel like, okay, tied for third, <laughs> Aluna and Elephant. Elephant from Sweden. She is the most incredibly different and honest and unique and the most herself person in the world. I can't, I, yeah, I can't believe I even almost thought about leaving Ellie off that list. Oh, my God. It was a cruel question, I'll be honest, because you've worked with a lot of incredible people, as evident by how long Threw it took under you the to bus think there. of three. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're welcome. <laughs> under a tank. <laughs> That's, um, it, it, you literally have, it's just like the, the roster when we look through your guys' collaborations is, is insane. Um, and then another thing that's kind of insane to us when we look through is that Peking Dark, despite being like, insanely relevant for like ever has not yet released an, an album or, or an EP. 
it's just like a, a bunch of really, really good singles over and over again, and it's worked so well. Is that like a strategy for you guys? Um, was it planned, or is it just kind of how things have fallen and you're sticking with a, a routine that works? Honestly, I guess that like at this stage, uh, it's really funny and it's a big <laughs> talking point. It's, uh, you know, at least we've always got ammo for interviews, and it's been like this for a few years now. They're like, all right, so you boys. 12 years of putting out music and still no album and we're like oh hey oh. it's like it's exciting people love uh you know it's getting us press it's getting us interviews uh why would we put an album out when it's doing so many great things uh look i, I look we have no idea why this is happening it's just been i guess it's a little bit like based on that what I was saying before, there's been so many, you know, the hot streak is great. There's been every song's gone gold or platinum. And uh, it's like, do you want to stop a good thing? But at the same time, you know, I think a few years ago we were, and this is when we were freaking out, like rocking up to the studio, a bit nervous, like, oh shit, we've got to deliver. Like, I guess we started thinking, oh, if it's not the greatest album of all time, or if it's not cohesive or, we started thinking about all these things and at the end of the day, people just be stoked. I reckon if, uh, if we just put out a bunch of songs they haven't heard and that's the attitude we need because we started overthinking everything, started worrying about all these things like, Oh, is it going to make sense? Are these tracks suited to each other? And I know for sure, I don't feel that way anymore. Neither does Adam. So, for the first time in history, I do think that Duck will drop an album Ooh. sometime in the next, <laughs> perhaps, ah, at least in the next year. Ooh. Well, look, you've Ooh. always Ooh. been ahead of the curve <laughs> in the way that you've been releasing your music because, <laughs> because artists now, a lot of, they'll release, say, five singles and then just package it together digitally as an EP. You've already got a bunch of singles released. If you just keep going the way you're going, but maybe release them a month or two apart, as opposed to 12 months apart, by the end, package it together. There's an EP, there's an album. I mean, yeah, we, I think when we, I remember hitting the 12 song mark and I thought, boy, we should at least do it on <laughs> vinyl. Like, yeah, that, that'd slap. Like, that'd be, a, that'd be a good vinyl record. Like, just a record called some some of the duck bangers or something. I don't know. Just It would be you know, too, something like that. <laughs> like 12 duck songs. That's all. Yeah. It'd work. I'm sure it'd be fine. And um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's one of those things. It'd be cool to do. So we'll do it. I'm going to announce it right now. It's going to happen. You heard it here you first. You heard it here first. Oh, jinx. <laughs> Um, We've, I've said that, that for ten years. <laughs> we're going to claim we're claiming the scoop regardless. So worry about that. Oh yeah, absolutely, do it. Um, something that's not quite as fun though is the way the art sector and the government just can't seem to agree on anything. And I know you and Adam have been quite outspoken uh, about this. Um, we know the funding for the arts from the government is minimal at best. Um, and yep. the the speed at which the government tend to shut down gigs and festivals, particularly compared to sports, uh, sporting events as well, like it's very rapid. Um, what has your personal experience been 
with that over the past 18 months since, you know, initial lockdown and COVID sort of ruined the art sector for, for as long as we don't know how long it's going to last for. But yeah, what's your experience been with that? Yeah, I mean, it's just sad. There's been so much government support to keep, you know, uh, and, and I'm stoked that they've kept NRL alive. Um, but yeah, for two years now, they've, you know, supported all the sporting events and supported everything. Um, and, you know, I know promoters of live events, uh, personally, friends of mine have gone to such crazy efforts to create COVID safe strategies and ways to make music completely COVID safe, as safe as a stadium uh, where people you know, have a spare seat between them, if not way safer. Yet there's just been no, uh, no grants from the government on any of it. And I think it's, uh, it's just extremely sad because, you know, apart from aviation, I'd say music would be the most of it. Actually, I'd, I'd say we're even more affected than aviation because I like aviation has still got flights going. i I've been on a plane since COVID started. <laughs> like I haven't played any gigs. Well, we got to play like a tiny gig here or there. Like, but I think, yeah, I think music really has been hit the hardest. And the saddest bit is, you know, there's no problem from my side. There's no problem from like Adam, the other half of Peking Duck's side. Like, you know, with Duck, we've got, you know, and uh, quite a few streams to at least get some form of income without live shows. Our whole touring party is absolutely effed. Like it's been decimated, like, like the front of house engineers, the lighting guys, the, the stage techs and, and the roadies and all the people involved with putting on live shows, their, their whole lifestyles have been, you know, completely decimated by this. And, even to the point where a lot of uh, people I know have changed industry, they've left music. And um, so when things, if they, well, they will, they inevitably have to come back. But like uh, when music comes back, sorry, like these, these people won't be in the industry and they won't really have the, who knows, will they come back to music after, you know, being left in the dark for two years? It's, it's impossible to say. And, I know a lot of friends of mine like that have completely changed careers and they're moving on, completely moving away from music for good. And that's what hits, I think, the hardest is just knowing how much amazing talent, you know, we have lost as a country. Like so many great artists and so many great people that put on shows have already moved on. Like that to me just says it all. It's like, why couldn't the government step in, even just try to step in a little bit and help out? Yeah, it's, it's sad times. That's a terrible thing we've kind of talked about a lot on our show is like that kind of loss of like cultural capital. And we saw it with the lockout laws too. Like a lot of people just didn't either get the opportunity they would have had uh, because of this or didn't get the support they needed or as as you said in this experience, like they're just leaving the industry, which has this kind of toll that you can't count. Uh, and we won't be able to really recognise by the end of it. Uh, 
we've seen so much offered to other, and I mean, deservedly so, like the NRL, it is important, sport's important, but, you know, Blues Fest was shut down at a moment's notice. A report came out, I think, a couple of days ago, it said it, that cost $184 million in lost revenue, yet they're, you know, doing everything they can to facilitate sporting events. Within the music industry and the people you're talking to, is there any, like, theories or explanations as to why the, the music and the arts industry has been hung out to dry so much? Because when you compare it to any other industry, they've just been so supportive, whereas the arts, you know, ha has basically been left. Yeah, I mean, you said it exactly, like, your last sentence sums up everything. And I don't think anyone really knows why. Um, there's just... I guess, you know, the same thing that has been going on for ages, like, you know, I, the, when it comes to getting, I can't remember what it was, but it, when, when it was comes to like music and arts degrees, there's like, I, I look, this was a long time ago, so I'm not even going to try quote a bit. Government's been shitting on us forever and that much <laughs> I do know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like why I, no one knows and i guess they don't see it as valuable when sydney brought in the lockdown laws they didn't see the nightlife as valuable but then they realized they were losing billions so they eventually reopened everything but only after all of our friends had lost their venues and it's like they just don't think before they act and they just think oh no no it's just you know playground stuff it's nothing important and then they realize how much is lost and then they always have to backtrack. So I hope they wake up uh, at some point in the near future. Yeah, fingers crossed that we can get some sort of extra funding. I know they're always announcing funding, but it always seems inadequate to the amount of money that we always seem to be losing in the arts. But we will move away to that and discuss your new track, which was released on Friday. Uh, See It In Your Eyes is the name of this one. What's it about? Um, see it in your eyes. It's a story about someone who has been chasing and chasing and kind of missed the opportunity. And now is it's, it, I guess it's a song of anguish because it's about going for something which you can't really achieve and, and being a little bit lost in it. You know, I think it's something everyone's been through, especially in high school when you, you know, got that, got that dream person that you're after and, you know it's already left and you still just fight and hold on to it. It's kind of that, that painful moment where you can't learn to let go. And <laughs> so it's a, I don't know. It was, it was a, it's a fun song though. <laughs> <Despite>. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, the music is very, uh, very 90s-esque. Uh, lots of remnants of, you know, Gorillaz, Radiohead and Pixies in there and, and the Beatles. Um, and I guess it, it just felt right as the next song because there's, there was a few to choose from. And I don't know, this one just hit those anguish points to a, they took me back to my damn high school days where I was like, damn it, Susie, <laughs> why won't you love me? <laughs> and I heard you actually, it started off as an electronic song and then slowly morphed its way into that, that style. Yeah. Um, it actually did. Uh, it started off at like 120 BPM, completely electronic on, um, all on synthesizers. And then it got to a point after a while where I just sort of forgot about the song 
And then I'd say six months down the track, I reopened it and I was like, maybe it just needs to be like way faster, but at halftime. And, and then I just started trying to, I was like, all right, why don't I ditch all the, and this is something I love doing is just completely gutting a song. If the songwriting's good, there has to be a style that works with it. And if you, if you gut the song and fully re-instrumentalize it, I, I just made that word up, uh, <laughs> then, then you get to hear it in a new light. And if you still think it's a good song, then it might be, it probably is. And then you, it's worth pursuing. And so I've, I had a feeling that this one was good and then like gutted it, replayed everything uh, on guitars and got my friend to record live drums. And, and then it started taking shape in this new form um, on that sort of, I don't know, Marcy playground, the old 90s vibe. And yeah, it, it kind of, it just started making sense and, it, yeah, I, I think it's a great way to do it. Some songs start off as a guitar and end up as straight up synths. Uh, this one was the polar opposite. Started off as a synth banger, ended up just being a slow jam on guitar. <laughs> That's such a cool story behind it. And it's built the anticipation to us hitting play on this like tremendously. Um, but we want to hold out on that anticipation just for one more second. You are going to be... Uh, doing this what's called team yoga um for mullets for mental health and it's kind of your um your efforts to raise funds for mental health research could you quickly tell us a little bit about that before we do hit play on this new one absolutely last year um i i participated in mullets for mental health black dog institute is uh just a great charity that does all their all their fundraising just goes towards research for mental health which is super important because it's one of those things I still don't really know anything about. And uh, so finding, getting more research done, it's like the, the developments we've made in the last 10 years, like we're learning a lot and, you know, finally stepping away from that harden up attitude. And I'm, I'm really happy to support Black Dog Institute. And I think uh, Mullets for Mental Health last year was super fun because, you know, me and my mates, we all got mullets and started fundraising and, it, it was kind of like, I remember the first time I did Movember, it was just, it was a, it was a good time. And uh, mullets are, you know, they're a really good time. And <laughs> I, I can't recommend it enough. And <laughs> if anyone wants to join Team Yoga, uh, come on board, we got you. And uh, I don't even know if I've set it up yet, but it's going to be set up definitely by the end of this call. Uh, I've got the people upstairs <laughs> working their asses off. Just like that new Peking Duck album that'll be set for release by the end, we hit play on this one as well. So Ruben <laughs> or Yoga, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this new track is See It In Your Eyes. You're at Home Brewed with Cam and Amy. Thank you. Thank you.